0: Pat
1: Young back in the building you already know on Young in the round he's tuning in for another exceptional episode and let me tell you a reason why I'm so excited about this episode is because uh, this is not an athlete um, this is not a former player but someone that has been wholeheartedly instrumentally, instrumental to the Florida Gators program in these last 11 seasons as far as keeping guys healthy and uh, mentally strong and tough in the weight room um, but w- before we get into the episode as I always say I just want to thank you guys for just taking the time to listening on my podcast it's been an honor being a part of the field of 68 media network and just plugging in and diving in on the awesome lives of Florida Gator basketball players coaches staffs and whoever has had a hand in the program so without further ado let's dive into episode four of season two As I said, this guest that I'm so excited about, uh, one of the smartest, but he won't say it, extremely humble, uh, extremely hardworking, instrumental, as I said, in the success of the Florida Gator program. Um, I am honored. He's taught me everything that I know when it comes to training, and I'm sure there's still so much that I don't know. Um, But without further ado, let's introduce the Head strength and conditioning coach Preston Green with an awesome backdrop. That's what I'm talking about, baby. How you doing, P Money? Yeah,
0: you know what? Yeah, thanks for having me, man. This is gonna this is gonna be great. It's it's uh it's exciting. It's an honor. Obviously, I love having conversations with you. Um, the best thing is, is like I'm not training you right now. You're not trying to ask questions in between sets, like to get more rest. And I get upset. So like this is this is kind of new for me and you, but. Uh, yeah, man, you're 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 still in some of these pictures, the championship pictures and all that, in this room. And uh, I thought, you know, with your experiences here in this room, some really good, but like some really bad, uh, and they spark some more, uh, you know, uh, inquiries and, and memories for you and thoughts and ideas. And, and yeah, yeah man, I'm so like, I'm gonna take you back also in here. So it's kind of a win-win. Yeah, for both of us.
1: yeah, I um I'm. I think I was in the second row uh, to, to your right. I think the second or third seat, Will, you get was always sitting next to me, always biting his nails. Correct. correct, correct. Sometimes yeah. I remember just like fighting sleep because it's always like that middle of the day uh, where you get that lull where we would have video. Um, but yeah, some memories good, some memories not so good. Yes, yes, yes.
0: If we, we can get into all that. Like, you want to interview me? Well, I can kind of interview you too, and we can tell some some stories but you know
1: as, as we said earlier on the phone today uh we, you know where the conversation flows you know I'm not I'm not afraid you know it happened what what happened it helped me become a better man uh I definitely had to get yeah I had to get my behind shoot out of uh, far too many times and seeing other guys getting kicked out of that room as well but before <laughs> we get into that um I guess the most is that the fans will want to hear is just about the current season uh, or this upcoming season, and and I guess a little bit about last year. You know, just dealing with, um, you know, because normally you have a pretty structured routine for like the, the season, your programs, your protocols, um, how many guys that you have in there at a time um, that you're training, and and just the whole. And then COVID um, and, the, and the and the things with that just changed everything. So how was last year in adjusting with with all those uh, regulations that you had to follow?
0: You know, that's one of the things I've tried to block. It's like when you have a bad game, you try to block yep. it out and like move on. You know, next play, Patrick. Next play, Patrick. Next play. Kind, kind of the same thought process for me as a, as a strength and performance coach because last year, like, we didn't have a summer. We didn't have an offseason. And it's like trying – I use the expression. Uh, it's like trying to light a wet firecracker. Like, your team's not going to be very powerful, you know, if you try and do that. So, like, we we were shut down, I think, goodness, till we kept pushing it back and pushing it back. I think, like, the last week of July, the first week of August is when we came back, you know, and so we missed my only 12 weeks uh, of, of an offseason, you know, because the rules have changed so much, where you guys play every day, year-round, and and so forth. So I, I lost my 12 weeks. So we came back with the rules of three guys at a time spaced out or whatever it was. I don't even remember anymore. Um, but like we came back and it's like, okay, we have to start practice. We have to do individual instruction. We have to, uh, you know, do conditioning. We have to do strength training. Like you got all these variables that need a lot of attention and a lot of intensity and effort. And, you know, as, as an athlete, like you can't do everything at once. So we kind of had to really uh, be smart and efficient and prioritize what we were going to work on because, you know, everything was kind of condensed. Um, so yeah. moving forward, you know, this summer was like awesome. It was back to normal. Um, we got to do strong man on Fridays. I had my 12 weeks. You know, there was like uh, minimal running and it, it was just it was normal. Um, yeah. So, so for me, I, I was a much happier person uh, right. most of the time during uh, during this off season than than the one that we obviously didn't have last year. Yeah,
1: and that's what you know a lot of people don't don't get necessarily because when I, I had Mike White, Coach White, on, um, and just the fact that the things in which you you normally do to to plan and, and prepare for your season, those things are out of whack. And not only that you know relationships and bonds are really built over (laughs) you know doing those really hard hard things that no one wants to do when you think you're gonna die when you know you got to run all the the 22s or uh what, what was what I remember how we prepare for conditioning we do the ladders where it'd be three up and back five seven Nine, eleven, up, up to 50. I can never get fifteen. I never got fifteen <laughs> <laughs> in my time with you. I just hated it. I hated doing fifteen. I don't know what's the time on that. Is it is it two minutes, a minute and something?
0: You, you you want me to be really transparent with you? And this, this is this go for. It. And you can ask the next teams after you. I think you frustrated me so much. I actually went up to Coach Donovan's office, and my direct words were, Coach. I can't deal with this guy anymore. I, I can't deal with him. Like he will not run. I'm like, he needs to either be a shot putter where you has got to throw one object as far as he can throw it. And he's like done for the day. Like uh, since you uh, graduated and moved on, we have not run a 15 cents. Wow. <laughs> so, Is but yeah. Compassion <laughs> I'm hearing. Yeah, we'll do uh, like the metabolic ladders. Yeah, we will go up to 13 and so forth and it's, it's different each year based on uh, on our personnel and so forth. But, uh, yeah, we do a lot of those and a lot of the five-and-a-half finishes. And we, we had good times back then, you know. I wasn't the worst.
1: Demont- How many times did it take Demontre Harris to pass conditioning? <laughs> yeah. You
0: no, know what? Let's not go there because, <laughs> okay, L- let's not go there, you know. Let's just not. The, 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 the viewers don't need to have that negativity in there. Nope, 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 nope. Nope, Cause then I'm going to get like upset and angry again. And like, someone's going to pay the price for that. Like, no.
1: I'm, hey, that's fine. You know, I, I just remember, um, gosh, uh, the I would say my least favorite time was like, you know, maybe right after the season, you know, the season's over all the, you know, our heads are down because, you know, maybe we lost to uh, Louisville or Michigan. And then you're like, well, it's time for me to go to work on these guys. And yeah. You know, I'm I'm having the mindset. Okay, you know, it's not gonna be too bad. We're gonna we're, we're gonna work out. We're gonna do some training. And like, it's first off, it's not working out. We're training first off. So get that out of your mind. We're coming here to get better. And then that, that first week in the offseason, number one uh, offseason, I was like, Dude, I had no idea what to do like this body composition and if you can just break down to to our listeners what german body comp like what a workout what a what a session would look like
0: <laughs> yeah well there's there's many different forms of german body composition training that that we'll use for you guys um specifically now i remember you were the one that were complaining cuz we lost to louisville we were up 11 with seven to go or whatever and Full meltdown, and we came back, and you know, and uh, as soon as we came back, Coach Donovan's like, "What is wrong with our team? What do we need to do to, for next year?" Like we had this meeting, and it was like go time. So he inspired me. Uh, so I said, okay, "Let's give the guys a week off, and and uh, you know, and, and start training from there." And uh, the system that I prefer to use is I well, you can't say it anymore because of it's two thousand and 21, but it's death by body comp for athletes. It's a, it's a really intense training system. It's basically like a reconditioning phase because think about it, you know, you guys have been playing basketball from October all the way to basically the end of March. Uh, The volume as far as like the amount of reps you guys do in the weight room of building up lactic acid, it's very, very minimal in season. So We have to basically reacclimate and recondition our players when season's over to set you guys up for like the advanced stuff in in the off season. Um, So it's basically a system where you do lower body with incomplete rest, like 30 seconds rest into a upper body movement. So you're kind of supersetting lower, upper, lower, upper. It's an evil, evil, evil thing to do. But it will drive up the lactic acid so much in the body, like you don't have a choice but to get in shape. Like your you just, your body's either going to do it or it's going to shut, shut down. Up. And uh, so that's kind of the system that we use. It's miserable, um, but we'll just do it for two, three, four weeks, uh, and then we'll move on. Obviously, to our to our off season. But yeah, it's, it's not like season's over. Let's go do a little bit of this and hang out and talk about the season and reflect. It's like no we're going to start training big difference from that and working out like we're training, uh, in order to prepare yes. for next season. Cause you know, you, you played for an absolute certified maniac who it's like yesterday's over with, we're in the moment let's get ready, you know, and that just kind of right now,
1: out. right now.
0: Yes. Right now, right now.
1: Yes. Right now, right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I just remember, um, one of my German, I mean, in, in and Billy, Billy, Billy Jr. Was my workout partner, um, most of the time. Cause I was my my issue with like especially in the season was uh I hypertrophy. I, I would just gain muscle um so fast during the season that I just remember Coach Donovan being I don't know if he was mad at you or if he was mad at me, or just a combination of just both, that in, in the middle of the season, I go from 250 to 260, and he's like, How is this guy gaining weight in the middle of the season? I'm like, and it's not, it's not muscle or it's not fat. It was, it was like, it was muscle. And as we know, the more muscle you have, especially playing in a game of basketball where it requires conditioning, um, you know, I would get tired so quick in my energy level. And, and I just remember the program. You, actually, at one point it was Michael Frazier, Billy Jr. And I um, on a program where one of the workouts was like back squat, back squat pull-ups back squat pull up step ups back squat pull it was it was a succession of every exercise up to 10 and the finisher was after the last one was the sled push I never thrown up so much in my life
0: (laughs) yeah it's a it's a thing of beauty poor poor little Billy you know those those bad genetics like he was just there for support and to be a good teammate and I said Billy look man like I'm going to be honest. This is going to be the, like, we're not going to speak when this is over. We, we can reestablish our relationship. This is going to be the hardest thing you will ever do in your life. And I said, you're, you're going to do this for two reasons to be a good teammate. Cause I'm not dealing with Patrick young. You're going to deal with Patrick when we do this. <laughs> and I said, look, man, like you want to be mad at somebody be mad at mom and dad, because you didn't choose the parents very wisely. Like you got bad genetics, man. Like, so don't be mad at me, but uh, you know what? That's a great story. And I'm going to tell you another secret, which uh, I've carried this guilt with me since the day you left here, man, Whenever I teach uh, overseas or when I have students in um, and I'm teaching performance training and strength training. I always tell the story about that system. It was 10 sets, nine sets, eight sets, seven sets and so forth. You add an exercise each round. And because coach Donovan's like screaming at me and I'm like, coach, like he's not lifting heavy weights. He's not getting big, like it's not my fault. Like the guy is a genetic freak. He's one in 500,000 of the population. Like, what do you want me to do with this guy? And he's I don't care, just get him in shape. He plays for three minutes and he's tired. And he's exhausted, yep. like he's exhausted. And so anyways, I put you on that training system and the truth is you're only supposed to do it like once a week, maybe, maybe oh twice a week for like a short time. I had you do it for six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and true. I don't know if you remember this, but I think you got mono at the end of it for like oh. a week, like your immune system shut down oh, because your body was so
1: fatigued. I and, was so, uh, <laughs> I was so yeah. sad because, you know, you had me, that was going into my junior year. Yeah. You had me in the, that was the best shape I think I'd been in, in my life of, yeah. cause yeah, you had me on that program and I, it took me a while. Cause as you can imagine, it's like having, you know, that once, a, that once per week, Friday workout where, you know, it sucks, you yeah. know, you, and you kind of dread it, even though you got your other stuff Monday through Thursday, but you're like, ah, oh, that Friday, it was that every day for me. And it took me a while to finally embrace it, because some days, you know, as an as immature, you know, 18, 19 year old kid, you don't get you don't get the full picture. You know, that's why I just really appreciate you just with your consistency. And I know it had to be tough. It has to be tough at times for for you guys as grown men dealing with with kids at times that, that just, you know, they don't I don't think the intention is always to. Uh, you know, be negative and detrimental, but they just you just don't get the whole picture and the why. But I just definitely appreciate you and Coach Donovan just being patient and working with us to to helping us to like one day get it. And then when it finally clicked, it's like gosh, finally. But it just sucks that yeah, I got I got mono and that three you know couldn't do anything for three weeks. <laughs> I know you know going into that going into that season, but it was still a great still a great yeah. Um, uh, training for my, for my mental capacity and just pushing through. And when I didn't want to do it, still showing up.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the great thing about coach Donovan because he always had that message to you guys of his favorite word over, you know, adversity, overcoming adversity, but he was the world's best at teaching you specifically you to like overcome your fears and not be imprisoned by them um, for you to take responsibility of your life. Like he, I think he told you like the biggest, uh, prison is your own mind and you have the key in your own pocket. So like, you know, like embrace your fears and so forth and, and let's grow up and you got a great thing ahead of you. And so like, he's telling you that message and that actually enabled me to push you to limits above and beyond that. Like, if you didn't have a head coach supporting you like that, then I can't be successful. But yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take the blame for giving you mono, man. Like I never kissed you. I didn't give you mono that way, but, but you know, Hey, uh, I'll take the blame for that. But, but you no, it was, it was that you're
1: one of the thank, best. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You're one of the best success stories though, of like where you were mentally. Yeah. As well, as physically and growing up and maturing and, and, accepting me of like, Patrick, I'm not trying to like make your life miserable. Like I have your best interest. Like I want yeah. you to be great, you know? And, and, and so I think that's kind of how our relationship grew as as you matured, you know, you understood, like, I actually do have your best interest and, and yeah. look at you now, man. You know,
1: it's just so, you know, it's just, it's just like, you look back and you're like, gosh, why was I just so hardheaded? Why was I so stubborn? Why was I so resistant to, the people that wanted me to achieve all of my dreams and goals. Um, And that's just understanding that, uh, you know, everyone has their own process, processes and experiences. And, you know, just attest to you and coach Donovan, you know, you don't give up on people sometimes knowing that, that and flow. Okay. Sometimes I got to get on them. Sometimes I just got to stay back, but you know, it's other times like, Hey, like we got to get better today. So I I don't care how you're feeling. Like I'm, I'm getting up in your butt but how has it been you know you got eight new guys (laughs) this year yeah eight eight new players that's that's a first
0: yeah yeah you know and it's really been interesting because it's not eight freshmen it's not eight untrained new guys who you can you know slowly mold and and change one behavior at a time and and just kind of go slow. I mean, it's a mix of, of grad students and senior, senior, you know, the whole thing. So um, it's been a, it's been a huge challenge for me of basically, number one, you know, I wasn't part of the recruiting process. So I didn't know, I don't know them when they came in, like, you know, you do with the freshmen and so forth. You, you, you have a relationship during the recruiting journey. So like I had to figure out quickly who responds to what can I, yell at this guy in a positive way uh, do I need yeah. to just use this style with this guy like I had to learn like what do they respond to in order to push them the right way uh, as well as physically of what backgrounds do they come from you know who needs what what program they need do they need to be on how weak is this guy you know it, it's been a huge challenge for me but I, I love it because it's, it's made me better um, as well as yeah. you know, obviously making them better and preparing them to you know, physically ready to come, you know, to compete for the season. But it's, it's been a challenge, not just physically wise, but personality wise. And I'll tell you what, though, um, right. Coach White, Coach White's, and I don't know if he touched on this, but he has done an unbelievable job of like getting good, good people with no egos who are, are selfless, no entitlement. It's hard to find eight college basketball players with that makeup who, who are actually good. Uh, so he's done an unbelievable job of, of bringing in a good mix of, of people who actually like each other and get along from the get go. And so that's, that's made it a little bit easier. It's made it more fun, you know? Yeah. But we yeah, have the that's, conditioning, that's we have awesome. the conditioning test tomorrow morning. Uh, so we'll see how that. Oh, goes. really? Yeah. And, and every single one of the new guys, they've all told me it's like the, I, they said it's during strong man. So I'm like, it's one or the other. They said it's the hardest thing they've ever done. I'm like, you just, ha- you play basketball, you gotta run, man. Like, it's not that hard, but it's yeah. the mental, it's the mental uh, challenge of overcoming uh, of what we talked about. So, yeah, I'm it just, Is it the
1: same setup, you know, where you break up, you break up in two groups and uh, uh, I think it's 50, is it 58 seconds for the guards and 62 seconds for the bigs on the, on the 300? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's five. It's ten court lengths, so five down and backs. Uh, the guards have sixty seconds, maybe fifty-eight with Coach Donald. I don't know. Uh, it but it's, it's sixty seconds and sixty-two for the bigs, and then they get two minutes rest, and they have to make five of them. Can't just make yeah. two of them, and you know they have to make all five. But we've trained for that for the last uh, five weeks, and and they're set up for success. And now, you know, you just got to show up under the lights and and perform. Oh.
1: Show up 6 a.m. Uh yeah. don't eat, don't eat before. Just maybe drink a little bit of water. You know what's so interesting too? What I what I I wish I would have done more consistently, because I just remember I, I think what inspired me was hearing about like a quarterback or someone training with the lineman because he wanted to get stronger. And I was like, you know, like, I'm gonna run with the guards. And I just remember doing that a few times. And it's crazy. The mental, the mental part, like when I ran with the bigs. I'd make it just in time. But when I ran with the guards, I'd make it just in time with the guards. So it's like, am I was I holding back or was it, um, I don't know, just like, there's always an extra gear yep. in there. But having having people, or, you know, as we said, as we were talking about earlier, COVID took away uh, and the restrictions from you guys having those, those bonds and being able to go through that stuff together as a whole team. And it just had to be so difficult. Cause you're not, you know, you're, you're not like one of these strength coaches that's like got to scream and rah-rah and like all the time. You're just – you're more so like, all right, this is our job. Let's do it professionally. Let's stay positive. Let's, let's just get just get the damn thing done. And, um, you know, and I love that consistency because it's like, you know, you're going to get on guys. like, come on, half-rep. <laughs> 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 no, like Jake, Jake the Snake, he's the half, half-rep king. But um, it's just got to be so so cool with what you do because um, you know I've, I've played overseas and I've and you know you don't realize how good of coaching and uh, staff and the people around you are until you're gone and you go somewhere else. And not that it's not good in the NBA, but I go overseas and I'm like, you remember I, I was taking when I went over to Turkey. I'm like, hey, Preston, can you send me a program because like I got nothing going on here and I want to stay. Uh, you know, I don't want to get injured, but you know, what can you tell people, I like, guess the kids or whoever's listening, how important it is to just embrace those around you and just the, the, every part, every part of the process of getting better.
0: Yeah. I think the first thing that comes to mind is, is like one of the the intangible, I guess, responsibilities of my job. It's not just me writing the best program because there's no magical program. It doesn't matter what I design and so forth, if you're not going to do it consistently and in a high level. But beyond that, you know, I've always had the belief that like, I want to put you guys in situations that are like uncomfortable. And I'm not saying ways to make you miserable and hate life, but like <laughs> challenge you in different ways to, to you know, to, to basically take you out of your comfort zone. The same way, you know, coach does during practice and so forth, like creating adversity in practice. Well, those go hand in hand, especially in the offseason of like, I want to challenge, you know, you guys and our guys and, and put you in uncomfortable situations, but give you a chance to set you up for success if you, you know, embrace it and, and give me your all. Uh, and then beyond that. You know I think one of the things uh, that's really important for for people, especially young athletes, to understand is like especially in today, is there so much motivation on your cell phone and
1: mm-hmm.
0: social media and all that trash you know it's like you guys have so much external motivation coming your way. It's nonstop, whether it's a tweet, it's a quote, you know all this stuff's good and it has its place, but for me to constantly yell and scream and have to externally mo- like if I have to motivate you to, to like run or condition or train like that's a problem like you're pro- you're not going to be as good as you can be there's times and places for that but like you this is one of the things coach Donovan actually it was about you when we had that I can't deal with this guy meeting anymore you know and, and I think he actually told you this is like he said to you Patrick you need to make Preston better Like, you need to go into the weight room and say, hey, what do you got for me today? I want to get, I want more, I want more, I want extra, like, challenge me, and I think that's one of the things that's really helped me grow and evolve, you know, which will go to some of the the younger players in today's generation, is like, when you walk in for your practice, or your workout, or your individual instruction, whatever it may be, like, you shouldn't have to be externally motivated, like, you should want to, internally get better yeah Uh, and there's times and places for me to push you and things like that yeah but uh, i think that's kind of the art of coaching you know it's like knowing when to all right patrick really needs a little kick today and or whatever you know but uh yeah i want to i want to put you guys in uncomfortable situations because you're going to be in that situation in practice and ultimately you're going to be in that situation you know in, in the game
1: Yeah, I mean through through adversity is how you you grow. And yeah, I mean you really get to see how if you really want it. They, I I just can remember, yeah, from my even from my freshman year, Coach Donovan talking about the internal and the external motivations and, and all those things. And uh, it wasn't until it's not until adversity hits where you really see like how bad you really want it or have that reality check. And if if your expectations and reality are not aligned that's where you just get so much frustration and it just bubbles up and bubbles over to everything. and To just sucks. And then your, your mode, your effort sometimes, and then being, it just bleeds over into all, all sorts of things. But, you know, let's, you know, as we, as you, you clarified for me earlier, I thought it was season 10. This is, this is season 11 for the one and only Preston green at the realms of being the uh, head the Florida Gators so uh before we get into that let's let's talk about this how did your journey start you know with wanting to was this was this always something that you wanted to do or like growing up where like where did it start
0: yeah you know what my, my, what's that
1: all right so thinking, it's been a minute huh
0: yeah yeah, so yeah. about that um, yeah, it's crazy. 11, this would be my 11th season. Um, it's the longest I've been anywhere, and I've stayed here for a reason, you know, uh, but yeah, you know, I'm one of the very, very few. I've told this story a thousand times, but if, I don't think it ever gets old because I'm one of the few, few blessed, lucky people in this world who knew what they wanted to do when they were 14 years old. Wow. <laughs> like I, I knew I wanted to be a strength coach when I was 14. And uh, so, yeah, I, this was, you know, before the internet existed and all that stuff. So I asked my mother, I said, Hey, I want to go to the library and do some reading. And she's like, what? The library? Uh, just because I, I knew I never had a career as an athlete, you know, I, that just wasn't happening. I'm weak and slow, uh, which doesn't do you very good in sports. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I went to the library. This was like back in the day. You probably know, but like the Dewey Decimal System. You had to pull out the thing and flip through, and and uh, yeah, in order to find like a a magazine or a book, you couldn't just you didn't do this back then. And and I'm not old, like I'm actually young, but yeah, but yeah. Um, (laughs) So I came across this journal. It was the Journal of Australian Sport, and it was written by a guy named Charles Poliquin. And uh, I started reading this and it was just like this epiphany for me. It was just like, wow, this stuff's fascinating. Uh, And it just kind of grew from there. And so I started reading strength training when I was 14, working out in my garage, you know, uh, the whole deal and and so forth. So anyways, I get into high school and I've been studying and applying this and, and so forth, taking, you know, just reading everything. And when I was 16, I got the nerve to call, I got this guy's home phone number. My mentor. Wow. I won't tell you how I got the number, but I got his home phone number. It took me like three days to get the nerve up to call him. So I call him and uh, he says, Hello. And I am say, hey, Charles, my name's Preston Green. I'm 16 years old. Blah, 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 blah. I have a question for you. And he says, How to, babe, did you get this number? Bang, click. I was crushed. It's right. like when you, meet, when you meet your idol, your celebrity, and like it, it was just, it was. It was awful. So anyways, I called him back two days later, kept calling his phone, his home phone. And uh, I actually had a question about glutamine and that kind of like, you know, got him on the phone with me for a little bit. He's like, who's this 16 year old kid? Like, who knows about glutamine? Uh, anyways, took his courses when I was 18 uh, and just read everything I could do. And then when I went to college uh, and you can appreciate this as a former scholarship athlete, uh, I was 17 years old and I went to Clemson. and. Uh, I volunteered in the weight room for a semester. I wasn't even allowed to spot a guy. All I could do was observe and clean. I would like skip class to go and clean the weight room. Like, like who does that, you know? Um, it's like sneaking into a gym to get extra work in at night and, you know, so forth. So anyways, uh, after my first semester, the head strength coach said, hey, you're really committed to this. You know, you see this, so forth. He actually gave me a scholarship to be a strength coach. So I was a graduate assistant strength coach at Clemson as an undergraduate student. Um, I had five teams on my own. I had like, this is in the ACC, like this is, you know, power five, whatever, no clue what I was doing. Uh, and I'm in like class with the athletes. I remember like, I had to run the volleyball girls at like 6 a.m. Hated me. And I'm like walking into class with them at 8.30 in the morning. And they're like, you need to sit over there. You need to sit over there. Um, So that's kind of how my journey started and uh, learned everything I could learn, just absorbed everything. And I've just been really fortunate. Um, Everywhere I have gone, I did my master's at University of Minnesota. Then I was the strength coach at the University of Arizona. I was the youngest director in NCAA uh, at age 24 at uh, Charlotte, University of North Carolina, Charlotte. Then I went to Stanford. So if you had a map, you can see like, I'm all over there. It's kind of like your professional career. You just, yeah, yeah. Everywhere. I went to Stanford. Uh, then I went back to Clemson and then this maniac calls me. I, I planned on being at Clemson for a long time because my parents retired there on the lake and, and big Clemson family This maniac head coach calls. I want you to come down for the weekend. Let's just talk. I'll show you around. It's got like this New York accent and it's coach Donovan and He brought me down and I'll, I'll tell you the the interview story in a minute, but, uh, but yeah, so I've done this since I was 14. I think this is like my 26th year, uh, as a strength coach and, uh, just done men's basketball since 2003. So yeah, quite, quite, quite a journey, but everywhere I've been, I've been around really good people, really good coaches, but I tell you, I can't take credit for anything because, I have been around like really, really, really good high-level athletes. Like yeah. you guys are easy to train because like no matter, especially you, you're you're a freak. Uh one out of 500,000. But like no matter what I do with you, like you're gonna, you're gonna get stronger. Like you're just
1: you're you're go for the challenge. You're ridiculous. Has man. anyone beaten my pull-up record?
0: No. My no.
1: record? Yes.
0: That, will, that, that will stand forever. Forever.
1: Never so, will so so guys, yeah. We uh Person had a like we you always train for things you don't before you know going for your PR of something and he had us training first off doing these things oh man I remember this before I before I go into that I remember Eric Murphy Will you get and I were living together this would have been after this is a uh, going into after my sophomore year yeah after my so, after the sophomore season yeah us three were living together and then it was after we lost to Louisville um, and we started our off season workouts, our all-season training, and uh, never done these before in my life. There are these things called lean-away pull-ups, all right, guys? They're called lean-away pull-ups. It's where you you go up, you you pull you pull yourself up, and you slowly, like, push yourself away from the bar, and pressing is all about tension over time, is that correct to say? Like, like having your, like, a temp, the tempo and, and um, just doing everything controlled, uh, just to really um, help with the strength. So it was probably a three or four, maybe five second tempo on the way down. Five. So before five seconds, five seconds down. Oh, and let me tell you, there's no, the reps don't count if you, <laughs> if you break the tempo. <laughs> so anyways, before, before we, we do the, the lean away pull-ups, we were doing neck bridges on, on a boasting ball. And it seemed like a pretty innocent exercise where it's like you're, you're uh, you're on your back. Um, facing up towards the wall. Then you have the the BOSU ball behind your head and you're doing like, I don't know, 10 reps, three sets and 10 reps, neck bridges. That doesn't matter. And we're doing these lean away pull-ups for the first time, you know, workout. We finished, we finished the the session and we're like, Oh man, we're going to be sore tomorrow. All this stuff. Will, will, will you get Eric Murphy and I, we all wake up around the same time the next morning. We could not turn our heads. We couldn't lift our arms. It, we were we were literally just like, "Oh, bro, what happened? <laughs> I can't move." <laughs> it it lasted. Yeah. It probably that lasted a for a few days. Day. It was miserable. Gosh, <laughs> where did you learn the lean away pull ups from? And then you had you had me doing. I remember one time during uh, during the body comp, you had me doing burpees into chin ups, like. Huh? Did, did I like, did I like, <laughs> what did I do to deserve uh,
0: that? I don't remember that. I don't, I don't know. I, I, that must have been a bad day for both of us and, and something that came from upstairs and it trickled down to, to me. Because yeah, <laughs> But uh, yeah, the old subscapularis lean away pull-ups, we still do those. And, and uh, I tell everyone, I say, hey, tomorrow morning, you're going to wake up and think of me because you will not be able to wash your hair. You will not be able to brush your teeth. Like you're going to be really, 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 really sore. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, good times. Good times. The one good thing, though, I think Will had a worse day than that when he he was injured for the tournament. Yes. And uh, I was training him in the hotel, (laughs) and I forget what uh, I think. Will was just like being (laughs) outy, like poor me. I'm like, well, look, man, the sun's gonna come up tomorrow. Like, it's gonna be okay. And he really upset me. So I looked around and I said, okay, you're gonna do 6, 12, 25 on every machine in here. So we would do 6, make it lighter. He'd do 12. I'd make it lighter. He'd do 25 in every machine in the hotel gym. And uh, I think he was probably, he was room with you, I would
1: assume. He was room. yeah. This was during, this was in, uh, I think, Nashville for the, when the yeah. SEC tournament, and Will Will was out. Um, I don't know if, if it was his foot or if his knee at the time, but yeah. he wakes up, he wakes up at three or four in the morning.
0: I got a nasty phone call, a bad phone call.
1: He woke up, he woke up at three or four in the morning, and he's like, pat i can't move help me i'm like what do you want me to do It's like bro I, help I, we end up having to call and wake up poor brad we had to wake up brad to yeah, massage therapist. Our yeah. yeah. Our massage therapist yeah a massage therapist but will yeah he he probably gained i don't know five to ten pounds of muscle in that time he was out to the end of the season it was it was unbelievable. Yeah, Will was, I felt so bad for him. It man. was like the, the incentive to not get hurt was to not have to deal with fasting.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like your ankle's gonna feel a lot better tomorrow. I promise you. You know, so it's all for a reason, man. It's all for a reason. Like just it's all for a reason. But yeah, what so what, you were <laughs>
1: what you story. were just alluding to it. Um uh, you know, you were at Clemson. You just had a, you know, pretty, pretty solid teams you had over there. And then you get a call from uh, the, the guy we know as Billy Donovan. How was that, that whole process? And how did you end up getting to Florida? <laughs> uh,
0: well, you know, I was, I, I was one of, I think three that interviewed or something. I was the last guy and, and uh, you know, I was playing with house money. Cause I was really, uh, you know, really, really happy uh, at Clemson and so forth. And just, you know, but you guys had established in, in the, you know, the, the teams before you have had established such a winning culture, top five program, back-to-back titles, elite eights, you know, everything that has been built here. And uh, so I said, okay, you know, who don't want to go down to Florida for a weekend? Like, let's go check it out. And uh, so, yeah, I, I fly down and uh, this is on a Friday and uh, interviewed with everybody and, and spent some time with coach and, It's And I'm in, like, this suit. I didn't know, like, how hot it was in the swamp. Like, I didn't know how hot Gainesville was in (laughs) August. No clue. I'm in this, like, suit and tie. And uh, they're all in, like, you know, what I'm wearing and shorts and just really informal. And we're, like, two hours in this interview in the conference room. And Coach Donovan, you know, for for people that don't know Coach Donovan, he's a psychiatrist. He's a, a brain surgeon. He's a basketball coach. He's like a lawyer. He, he knows everything about everything, right? So he's like drilling me with all these questions. I'm talking like two, three hours into this thing. I'm sweating profusely, like so hot. And uh, he had asked me like the same question like three times. And I had already answered it. Not once, not twice. So i had had enough. I, I stood up. And I took my jacket off. I'm like, is it really hot in here or is it me? And he's like, what are you talking about? It's hot in here, you know? And uh I said, Coach, you have these like bags under your eyes. I went at him. I, I was done. I went at him. I said, There's you have like adrenal fatigue, because this is the third time you've asked me this question. Either that or you're not listening to my answers. And uh I said, There's seven stages of adrenal fatigue, and you're in stage five. Stage seven is like death. So like I don't know what's going on with you. And he says, his eyes light up. He's like, tell me about this. Like, what is this? This sounds fascinating. And we just like connected right there in that moment. It wasn't even about strength training or basketball and, and, uh, just got into like these deep conversations about, uh, you know, nutrition and so forth. And I said, coach, like we're cavemen's with cell phones, like that's who we are. And he loved that. And, and anyway, so yeah, I went through the interview process and, uh, Went uh, to get my stuff and head back to the airport. I get to the airport, phone rings, and he says, hey, uh, you know, I want to offer you the job, you know, so forth. And and this is Coach Donovan style. The head coach that I worked for at Clemson, Brad Brownell, Coach Donovan says, this is before I could even answer yes or no, like, you know, you you don't leave the room with Coach Donovan until, like, he gets what he wants. Uh, You've been in those meetings many, many, many times. And uh, before I could even answer you know, yeah, I'll take the job or whatever. He says to me, just so you know, I'll call coach Brownell and I'll tell him I've offered you the job and, and uh, you know, you're going to move forward with this. Um, <laughs> this is a Friday afternoon. Uh, and then he says to me, uh, and so, you know, uh, I need you here Sunday night at five o'clock. That's our first team meeting. We're going to get started up. And, you know, what? I said, okay, sounds good, coach. So I fly back to Clemson. I think I had 36 hours, pack up my office the next day, drive down, whatever, come rolling into Gainesville Sunday evening. My life just got, you know, turned upside down. And I walk into this very room at, you know, right at, you know, a little bit early, you know, I'm always, if you're not early, you're late. Yeah. Guys are all sitting in here and he comes barreling in into this room Fired up, you know, first team meeting, summer's over. And uh, first thing he says to me, he says, uh, Hey, Preston, did you get a chance to talk with these guys and get with them and let them know, you know, what to expect and your plan for each one of them? I'm like, I've been in town for 15 minutes. <laughs> and uh, and he just like unleashed the fury about an incident that we won't get into that happened in the summer. And he's yelling and screaming. And, and I'm just like, What in the world did I get myself into? And then uh, the next day, I started training you guys in preseason, and here we go.
1: Yeah, huh. yeah. It's really interesting hearing you from that, from your your you know your reality and the and the truth in which because like without me knowing, I just remember you you were just like strictly business because and I get it because like you got just thrown into the fire. It's like man, I got to get. <laughs> Like I got to get on, you know, show show these guys, and that that uh, you know they hired the right guy and, and can do uh, you know great things for each each one of them. But it was yeah, I mean that's I didn't had no idea <laughs> all that happened. So um, obviously you, you still have a pretty good relationship with Coach Donovan. I actually got to see him a few weeks ago, and he's all about working out in the sauna. That's his deal now. He, he's got a, a pretty, pretty good, pretty good size sauna and he's got weights, dumbbells right outside of that thing. And he, he's like, Pat, yeah, I just, I love it, man. I just getting there for about 15, 15, 20 minutes. You think you can fit in there, big Pat? <laughs> There's no way you can fit in there, big Pat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just get in there. I, just, I can lunge. I can lunge. I can do curls. I can squat. And I just, I just, I'm drenched. I'm just drenched in sweat. It's great. I love it. I love it. It's yeah. great. A good, <laughs> Don't a press good it about it. Tell me should you
0: yeah, a good lather, as he says. He calls me after his sauna deal. I've, I got a great lather going on right now. I took your detox packets. You know, I'm just sweating, great lather. And he said, he says to me, and uh, this is, we should probably have like a disclaimer a liability on on this podcast. Like, don't try this at home. Like, we're not endorsing getting in the sauna and lifting weights. Like, I think you got to be a certified psychopath to do that. Um, yeah. And so he he uh he says hey it's like 200 and whatever degrees in here uh i think i overdid it i need to go lay Mm. on the the cold tile out there and and get my core temperature down and like what are you doing but but yeah he uh he was great in training i i have a stack of workouts probably this big and they are all his workouts because he's a mix of dopamine and serotonin which is like uh he, you have to do something different with him every single workout is true story yeah <laughs> so i trained the guy every single day like christmas day memorial day you name it uh eight o'clock at night sometimes after he probably met with you for two hours after a practice and uh i had to do a, i had to design a different workout for him like every day and i'm talking like two years into this thing I'm like, I'm on my 500th method. I'm like, there's 500 training methodologies or whatever in, in the world. So I, I say, okay, no idea what to do with this guy. But if, if like we do something that we've already done, he's, he's like, he's gonna be mad. And so I went like in the middle of the stack, which is probably like his 150 workout, 150th training session. And I try and repeat it. He comes in 6.30 at night after practice, he's all ready, I'm ready, what do we got today? And so I said, okay, coach, here's what we got, blah, blah, blah. True story. We get through his warm up sets of, of what we were doing. And he looks at me and he says, we've already done this before. Wow. And I say, no, 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 coach. Like, I changed this or this. And he's like, he's like, no. He's like, I know you guys have staff meetings for hours thinking about my training program. And you guys couldn't come up with anything today. And He's like, we've done that. He he knew, but yeah, he was a he was a handful. We, we would put the U two or the classic rock on and kick everybody out. And it was like Billy D power hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we, we had some good times and and uh yeah, he was all good. so yeah, he when he trains, it's business. Like you better give him, him a, a good training session.
1: Yeah, he gets after it.
0: <laughs> yeah, he does. But you know what? He always I, told me, I always asked him, I said, Coach the sessions I, yeah i said coach like you're you oh know, me? You're, i'm sorry you cut out sorry there you go
1: no, no, go ahead Tell, keep going
0: yeah he, he i said coach like you're you're really fit you're really healthy you know you look great you're strong you know you're, you're great cardiovascular shape you know you know why do you why do you keep training like a savage like this like why do you want me to to literally crush you like if you, if he didn't walk out of there feeling fatigued, like Hmm. he was not happy. And I said, why do you keep doing this? You know? And he said to me, he said, because it helps me coach. And I said, okay. He said, it helps me mentally as much as physically. Like I need this to take my mind to a, uh, to a special place in order to get ready, you know, for the next game or the next practice. Like, he's like, I need to do this. For, for my – it helps me become a better coach. Yeah, he didn't want to train just to prove something or look good or, you know, whatever. It, he he needs that in yeah. order to perform at a high level, you know, a, as a head coach. And, and I always respected that.
1: I, I really do respect that because, you know, now that I'm like, <clears throat> I'm not playing. And I wore a tank top. I wore a tank top today just so you can see. I still well, got it. I can still take you, man. Yes. Uh, love it. I just like, I'm just like, gosh, why do I need to kill myself? Like, I, I still get after it every now and then. If I, you know, you can see in the background, there's a, there's a Peloton bike there. Uh, like, I'll burn. I'll, play, I'll do a 30-minute class, and I'll burn 700 calories just getting after it. And I, I love the aspect on the Peloton that, uh, you know, you can compete against the, the people in the class. And I'm like, I'm always going to finish first. Um, but, like, that keeping that internal motivation, I'm like, I don't need to kill myself. What am I training for? But I remember uh what you were telling me one in one of your workouts with Coach Donovan that you were training him, that you were like, Coach, if you can do X, Y, and Z, I'll race you on the track or something like that. <laughs> so <laughs> you just reminded me about that. You gotta tell you gotta tell the folks about that one. No. No. <laughs> <Because> Preston, <laughs> Preston does not do car he doesn't run. And I don't like to run either. But um, come on, Pete.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> if- If I want to do cardio, I I lift weights faster. You know what I
1: mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I have no shame. I'm a a humble individual. Like I have no shame. So uh, I did learn a lesson though. Like I always had the belief, like, you know, you should never, never gamble on sports. Like just, just don't bet on sports. You know, like Vegas is always going to win, you know, whatever. And uh, so we are having this competition and I forget what it was about. Uh, but I had to find ways to, to challenge him physically and mentally. And, uh, boy, I learned a lesson, uh, number one, like never, ever bet coach Donovan, like don't, <laughs> I said to him, um, if you can do whatever it was, you know, oh, I think we did the hundred rep chin-ups. I said, I want you to do is many chin-ups get to a hundred as in few sets as possible. And I said, I don't think you can do a hundred chin-ups in seven sets or whatever it was. And and he said, seven, I think seven sets. He says, I'll do it in six. So he reps out, you know, 20 or whatever it was. And I forget. Anyways, he, and I said, if you do this, I had him on an interval program outside of the track. You know how much he loved going outside and doing his sprints. So I said, his program was, he would run four 400s. So 400 is a full lap around the track. He would run four of them. Then he would run four 300s. Wow. Basically like three quarters of a lap. Then he would run four uh, 200s, which is half a lap. Like that was his training. He had times and rest and, and so forth. And uh, he, he was in such great cardiovascular shape. Like when you're doing sprinting or whatever, Condition. Usually it's like two to one. Like if you have a minute to run, you get two minutes rest. Well, you know, I, I wanted to really like get down and dirty with this guy. He did one to one. So if he had a minute 15 to make a full lap, he would only get a minute 15 rest. Like not many people, general population people can do that. So right. he had done that. And I said, Hey, if you can, if you get a hundred chin ups in seven sets, I will run with you tomorrow. <laughs> His eyes lit up. It was like game seven of the finals or the fi- I mean the final four, what he was like locked in, man. And I, seriously, I got a knot in my stomach. I was like sweating. I'm like, what did I just do? Okay. So get this. So then he's like, okay, I'm going to do it. This was, a, this was like lunchtime. So he goes up, he's preparing for practice word spread like throughout the building like the whole staff found out about this oh man Uh, the whole building and it was like oh wow like Preston's gonna have to run like with coach Donovan oh so he comes in after practice that night you guys I think found out about it or whatever he like wins this challenge he does 100 chin-ups within seven sets or whatever I didn't eat that night. I didn't sleep that night. I was a wreck, like an absolute train wreck disaster. And of course he's got to send me like this little motivational text that night. And it was like, see you tomorrow. I'm like, okay. And I'm like thinking like, Oh, he, he's going to, he's going to be busy. You know, it's like, we got a game or whatever to prepare for. Like he's going to forget, like he's going to get about his day and be busy. Cause you, know, you know, he's pulled in so many directions. First thing. It's like 6.30 in the morning. I pull in, in the parking lot. I see his like white Toyota Sequoia, Sequoia like already there. Because yeah, he was like the first one in this building every day. I get in. I'm thinking like, oh, he's upstairs preparing notes or whatever, watching film. No, no, no. Standing in the weight room. I open the door and like there he is. He's like, good morning. And he just like walks right by me. So he's like in my head, right? Anyways, so... <laughs> and now this was like almost during like my fat elvis stage i was like power building or whatever like trying to get strong and, and hadn't done any sort of, of running long story but oh yeah he shows up like it was i forget it was like 1 30. it was like an hour and a half before practice middle of the day it's 100 degrees outside we walk across and i hear like people talking behind us as we're getting ready to go to the track it's like the whole staff, like people got, their oh, well, I'm like, no, there will be no documentation, but I'm a man of my word. I, I lost. I, I will, you know, fulfill my duty. Uh, I'm an honorable individual, you know, whatever. And, uh, so we went out there first 400 bang. This guy is like a jackrabbit. I mean, it's like Usain Bolt. I'm like, where did he go? Just took right off. Uh, and I made the first one. And I say, okay, Coach, I uh, got two and a half minutes rest. He's like, no, 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 you're on my rest. It's one to wow. one. He remembered this, and I'm like, okay. Oh. Anyways, he we we he did he did the whole workout, and I think I was he finished everything, and I'm like halfway thinking like he's got to go, he's gonna leave. No, no, no. He sits in the stands. <laughs> in the baking, yeah, it took me like an hour and a half. I think like my my 200 sprint, which should be like 28 seconds or whatever. I was banging like a minute and a half. I mean, it was awful. Like, <laughs> seriously, the lowest, the lowest point I've ever been, like ever been devastated, humiliated. I'm like, this guy's a hall of famer. And, and uh, uh, end of the story, I'm done. I'm, I'm like getting upset again, like end of the story. But yeah, I, I fulfilled my duties. In, just, let, let's just say it didn't end well for me. That's got
1: to be one of the best stories I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> didn't end well for me. So I, I've never challenged anyone. Like when you come back and visit, I'm not going to say, hey, Pat, let's see if we can do, you know, 10 sets of 10. Like not doing it.
1: Not doing it. No. I will do it. it. I will bet you because I've never, I don't know if I've ever seen you take a jump shot. <laughs> That's another thing that Preston just won't do. I'm a strength coach. I don't, I don't play, play back. I'm like, come on, man. Just one shot. I, I, I'd, I'd be willing to bet you. Uh, I don't know, doing something crazy in the weight room. What's something that's really hard? Squat. I mean, squatting, pull-ups, I don't know the whole deal. But yeah. um, yeah, Pete, I mean, I could talk to you for hours, but we got to wrap her up here. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's so been an bet. honor having you on. Yeah,
0: the they, bet with each team now, each team, they always ask, hey, let me see you shoot. I'm getting ready to warm you guys up, stretch you guys out. Hey, yo, P Money Man, P Diddy, shoot, give me a shot. I said, no, no, I did chess today, Um, you know, whatever. And, uh, <laughs> but I, I challenged, this is another, I'm probably gonna learn my lesson. Hopefully, I, hopefully I do. I say, if we go to the final four this year, you guys can put me through a 40 minute individual instruction. 40 minutes, you work me out on the court. Wow. If we go to the final four. And so it's kind of, uh, yeah, you know, I, I actually want to lose that bet because I want to hang another banner. But, uh, right. but, but yeah, when, it, when that happens, I'll let you know, and you can come watch and be a part of it. And you guys, yeah. you can pay me back for all of the sick, sick things I did to you. You know,
1: there's no paying back. It's one day. is not enough.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. But, but no, it's been great, man. I, I could talk to you for, for days and weeks and, and uh, again, we don't have to do a
1: part two because we didn't, we didn't get to talk about your, your relationship with coach white and just like the transition. Uh, but I'm sure it's been, it's been awesome. Cause you know, from, the, the, the few times I've gotten to just um, you know, meet with Coach White and get to know him, he's, he's been exceptional. He's been a warrior. And I'm, and I'm sure it wasn't uh, once you got to know him, you're like, I'm, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to work alongside, alongside this guy. And I'm super excited for you coming up um, this next season. You, I mean, the challenge of just having eight new guys and, and uh, not knowing how the, the new transfer rules are going to affect the team. I'm, I'm pumped, man. And um, now that I'm working with the SEC Network, going right. to get a chance to see you guys a lot more as well.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Coach White is the best, great human being, great coach. And he embraced me from the very first second he got this job. He, he And we'll get into this another time. But he said, hey, you're the best at what you do is what I've heard. Do what you do. We're family. And he just embraced me from the very, very you. first second and just unbelievable to work for. Like, I would not be successful if he didn't have my back, and he's had my back from day one, but uh, yeah, I got some great Coach White stories too. We we could share. Let's, yeah, we're we're definitely. gonna have a
1: whenever you got time, we'll find a time uh, uh, do a part two because uh, I want to at some point dive into some just interesting um, facts and and, and uh, scientific things because you yeah. know you you've read so many books and know so many things about the body that you know still would just blow my mind um, that you taught me. But anyways. Preston, thank you so much for your time in, in this window. Uh, I know you got a big conditioning test for the guys tomorrow. Can't wait to uh, hear how that went, how that goes. But everyone, this was episode four with Preston Green, um, the current and the best strength and conditioning coach out there in the country. Uh, please remember to subscribe and share this episode. It was a good one. We're going to have them all for a part two at some point for sure. But everyone, stay rowdy.